0: Okay, so this mimer talks about the nesachim. You know, the nesachim are right? when, when they brought the sacrifices, the karbonot, they also poured wine into the mizbech. Ina nesachim. The other was going to talk about the idea of what, this, what a karbon means, a sacrifice means, why they poured the wine into the mizbech, and why they were connected. Ksiv Parshas, There's a Pesach which says, If eat shall you eat from the meat of the sacrifices. So the Gemara wonders why the Torah say, Eat shall you eat? Why the double expression of eating? And the Gemara answers, there's two eatings. There's the eating of the human being, and there's the eating of the Mizbeach. The khanim eat And the Part of the sacrifice which is mentioned Which is supposed to be burnt on the altar Is eaten by the By the um, Mizbech So Since um, The um, They're done together at the same time The sacrifices And the uh, the wine that's poured in the mizbech must be some connection between the wine that's poured and these two eatings. The eating of the person, the eating of the mizbech. We need to understand what is the whole meaning of bringing sacrifices. Why would they bring animals on the mizbech? What for? Why is it called eating? eating? Hashem calls the sacrifices "my bread." What does that mean? Does Hashem eat or drink, and the Jewish people feed him a few times a day, bread and 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 uh, meat? The whole thing of sacrifices doesn't make sense. It sounds like Hashem is hungry, and we feed him. What does that mean? <speaking> We also need to understand the idea of the wine that was poured on the Mizbeach. And it went on top of the Mizbeach, but it didn't just stay in the Mizbeach. There were holes that went all the way deep, deep into the earth. So, what is the purpose of that? Did you put
1: wine, and then put Manu, and
0: then wine. That's a good question. I think it was I think you know, I don't I don't remember. But maybe the mentions this here. Uh, what's what's very wondrous about this is this whole idea of the sacrifice seems to be the opposite of the wine, because of what happens. You're taking a sacrifice, taking a cow, you're taking a, a sheep. They're from the realm of the animal. You're taking the energy out of it, and the energy is going up. That's that's the idea of the uh, of the sacrifice, but the. Libations, the wine The wine comes from vegetation It comes from the grapes And you're putting it down into the earth Into the, into the inanimate It's the opposite trajectory of, of where the sacrifices are going Sacrifices are going upwards And the wine is going downwards
1: so From the Ground ground, And go back to the ground again yeah. The animal comes from the Up
0: and go to the other Well we're not talking about where the animal or the vegetable comes from. We're talking about this is a, this is yeah. the realm of, of, of animal goes upwards. This is the realm of vegetation that goes downwards. What, what's going on? And how come of all things you need to pour? Why wine? Why not anything else? Why not grape juice? Why not beer? Why not apples? Why not Coca Cola? It says that the sacrifice would only cause pleasure to Hashem if they also poured wine, as the Gemara says. If someone would bring the sacrifice but would not bring the uh, wine, it, 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 it's as if he would say Shema, or or if someone says Shema, but doesn't put on tefillin. It's similar to bringing a sacrifice without the without the wine. The, the Gemara puts them together. It's the same idea. When you put on, say, Shema, you're not wearing Tefillin, so you're testifying that Hashem says Mitzvah Tefillin, but you're not wearing Tefillin. So it's like a false testimony. So so just like Shema cannot be complete without Tefillin, the sacrifices cannot be complete. They only cause pleasure to Hashem through the Nesachim. It also seems that uh, there's there's a relationship between Shema and a sacrifice and tefillin to the wine. So, what's the connection between Shema without tefillin to a sacrifice without the the wine? What what's the relationship? Other questions. No, it says if you, if you say Shema. Okay, we nowadays people say Shema even without tefillin because because uh, as long as you put on tefillin during the day, it's not considered like a false testimony. But really. Saying Shema and putting on tefillin have to go together because how could you say Shema? And the Shema says put on tefillin. So if you're saying Shema and not putting on tefillin, you're, you're, you're contradicting yourself. You're, you're, you're giving a false testimony. So it cannot be that, that saying Shema is done without tefillin. It has to be tefillin there too.
1: No, more interesting than how they're connected connect
0: it. to sacrifices.
1: So
0: many ways to explain um, those, and something somebody the rabbi the, uh, one of those. Uh, right, what's going on over right. here? What does it have to do with the wine and the sacrifices? Concerning wine, it says it brings happiness to a person's heart. Makes a person happy. It also says in a pasuk wine causes Hashem to be happy. Why? Gemara says, you can only sing a song to Hashem with wine. That means the song that the, the Levian would sing, they would only sing this song while they poured the wine. And since drinking wine makes a person happy, and so too pouring wine on the Mizbeach caused simcha by Hashem, therefore they can only say a song when they pour the wine Just like we, we can only say Kiddush When we have wine You can only sing a song to Hashem with wine So to Leviim could can only sing the song to Hashem When, they had the wine, when they're pouring the wine in the Mizbech We need to understand though What does idea of Hashem's happiness Have to do with the physical wine So to understand This Simcha that happens in Shemayim Let's first figure out Why a person gets happy when he drinks wine Simcha When he <laughs> Isn't it to be like
1: how the wine you're making, the wine and all those process for the wine see how process for the animals Let's see, let's see All combination of those make it something yeah. very pleasure to Hashim or otherwise to survive
0: let us go on, let's see, let's see. When a person is happy, he, a person is happy they, they say things that they usually um, don't say. Some things you stay, keep keeping your heart, you don't want to talk about them. But wine, just like wine makes secrets come out, so too when you're happy, you're able to express how you feel. Because wine, I'm sorry, because joy, simcha, brings and reveals the deepest part of the soul. And it brings it to, the, to, to be expressed in the outside. So, so since the innermost part of the soul is now being revealed, so what happens is a person reveals secrets that are usually kept in their heart. So that's why when you're happy, your nature changes. Somebody who's usually very stingy, it could be that that when he's happy, he starts giving out money. Because the nature that that he's is on the outside of his soul. It's not the innermost part of his soul. It could be inside of his soul that he has this nature of being generous. So when he's b'simcha and he's happy, that nature of being generous is revealed. And therefore he changes to a totally different person, a completely different person. And it goes out of his limitations. Because, because there's an inner dimension of his soul, which is much, much higher, that's being revealed. So to explain the idea... Of the innermost part of the soul that's been, that's revealed when you're happy, Al first tells us about everything in the world, and that everything in the world has an inside and an outside. <laughs> everything in the world, there is the inside of it and there is the outside of it. <laughs> The innermost part of something is the way it's connected to its source. It's attachment to its source. It's attachment to what, what makes it be. And its outside is what, uh, how it relates to the level beneath it and how it gives the level beneath it. Let's say a cup, for example. There is the power the cup has, the part of the cup, which is receiving what's put in the cup. And there is the outside of the cup, which is used to pour out to pour out of the cup. So, so too there is the element of a person that he's, or any, any created being, how it's attached to its source, and there is how it gives off to what's beneath it. So, Latha is going to explain the whole idea of inside and outside. Everything the world has, inside and outside. He's going to bring examples from animals and human and uh, and vegetation, and uh, from people and from angels. So this is how it works. It says that every blade of grass has a mazl, has an angel. It says grow. And everything in the category of vegetation, there's two things. There's a spirituality in it. It's energy. That's what creates its spiritual characteristics, like its taste. Then there is its physical matter, one that you could touch. So there is the taste of it, which is more, more spiritual. And there is the touch in it, which is more physical. So the physical matter of the fruit is created from, from the. Uh, what? Uh, I don't think so. The physical matter of the fruit is created from the power of vegetation on the earth. But concerning the taste of the fruit, which is spiritual, the Gemara says, every blade of grass has an angel that says grow. That means the energy through which the fruit grows comes from the mazalot, the, 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 the angels which connect it to the stars, as altar will explain. So the... Mazalot? Yeah. Ma-za? Mazal. Mazal. Uh, they'll be, they'll probably be soon. in regards to taste, there two energies. There are two energies. So, according to we say till now, that the taste in the fruit it gets from the mazalos, from the stars and the angels connected to those stars, it comes out, and the, the taste of the fruit is two parts. There is the inner energy of the taste, which is connected to the mazalot, that's the inner energy of the t- taste. And there's another power, the external taste, how and how it descends to the physical matter in the fruit. So that's what happens is, is that this taste, which is connected to this mazel, it becomes, it descends, becomes part of the matter of the fruit. So when a person eats the fruit, he feels also the taste that's inside of it that comes from the mazel. The mazel is the source of its taste. The mazl is the source of its, of, its um, of the energy of the fruit. That the fruit has in, in the inner vitality of it, its taste. Then there is the physical matter of the fruit. So the physical matter of the fruit comes from the, the uh, earth. The taste in the fruit comes from the mazl. But the taste that comes from the mazl is connected, connects with, the uh, physical matter of the fruit. So that when you're eating a fruit physically, you taste, you taste the, the, the taste that's in it. You taste what's, what's been given to it from the mazel. So just like in the spiritual taste that's in the fruit, there is receiving from the mazel, and then there's a way it flows downwards into the fruit. So to, in the mazel itself, the master is one angel that receives from another angel, and there. So there, there is also within each angel the inner part of the angel, and the high, and the and the external part of the angel. The inner dimension of the angel is what they receive a, their energy from the angels above them, and the external part of the angel is the way the angel gives energy off the angel beneath it, and that's how it is higher and higher. Each angel receives the angel above. So everyone who is giving is also receiving. The lowest part of the person or the thing or the angel is the way it gives off, is, is the outside of the cup, if you will, that allows it to pour. And the inner part of it is what it receives. This is how it works also with the animals. Also in an animal, in everything in the world, there's an inner part and there's external. The inner dimension of the animal is its attachment in its source. What's the source of all animals? All animals come from Hashem's chariot. In Hashem's chariot, there was one thing there called the face of the lion. There's another thing, another side of the chariot, there was something called the face of the ox. So these two things, the face of the lion, the face of the ox, that's the source of all the souls of all the animals. So, the inner dimension, the innermost part of the soul of this animal is attached to its source in Hashem's throne to receive its energy. Then there is the external part of that energy, how it ascends to create the actual physical body of the animal. How comes the body of animal... The, external part of this energy and, go and become animate the animal. The innermost part of the soul of the animal is attached to its source and the external part of the the energy of the animal gives life to the animal. All that is, nefshon, that's how it is also by humans. The the root, the innermost part of your soul is attached to what's called in Hashem's chariot, there's another thing called The face of man So that your innermost part of you is attached to the face of man and Hashem's chariot. That's the source of your soul. The external part of the soul, the external part of the soul of a human being, is the part of the soul that gives life to the body. The lowest part of the soul. The lowest part of the soul gives life to the body. And a higher part of the soul is attached to its source. And the Pasuk, uh, they call to each other, and they say, the Targum explains, they receive from each other. Each angel, angel receives from the other angel. So one Malach gets its energy to say Kadosh from another angel that's higher, higher than it. That's the meaning of the pasik. They call to each other. The Malach receives energy from the Malach which is higher than it. And through getting the energy from the Malach above it, it's able to say Kadosh. That's the way it says, malayim. Al there, there, is, there is one level higher than the other, and there's a higher level than that. It's referring to the Malachim. Each Malach receives energy from the Malach above it. And this Malach, which is giving energy to the Malach beneath it, it's receiving from the Malach above it. And that's how it is higher and higher. So, <laughs> and, the, uh, and the Malach, uh the, the the fact that the malach is receiving, receiving the angel above it, that's the innermost part of the, the inner the highest part of the malach is its attachment to the malach above it. And the and the lowest part of the malach is what is giving off to the malach beneath it. That's how it is in the entire spiritual cosmos. Okay, we'll stop over here. Thank you very
1: much.